My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here again today. We have another exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on has a spectacular story. She actually became a mother and graduated as a doctor in the same week. Incredible. This powerful woman is a certified functional medicine practitioner and chiropractor, qualified to help empower women to take charge of their health so that they can be the women that they want to be. Dr. Kylie is on a mission to help colleagues be better at business and to help every individual value themselves more so they can create more money in their lives. Dr. Kylie is also the host of Beyond the Diagnosis with Dr. Kylie. Thanks so much for jumping on today, Dr. Kylie. I really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing so good. It's, it's fall over here in Utah. And the leaves are changing color as you look at the mountains and the mountains are literally red and orange. It's Beautiful so though, pretty right? to be in this. Yeah. In this area. Absolutely. Right now in Utah. Well, like I said, absolute pleasure to have you on here. I know you have an incredible, powerful story. Um, before we really jump in, do you mind just going ahead and sharing it with the people listening? Um, so they can have kind of a better idea of who you are and what you do. And then we'll jump into some questions afterwards. Yeah. So. I guess we can begin, let's say let's begin in undergrad when I went off to Southern Utah and I really fell in love with nutrition and this idea of food as medicine. But what I didn't realize is that what I was taught in my bachelor's degree, I would then throw out the window when I got introduced to functional medicine because I learned like the food plate and the food pyramid and RDA values of you know, you got to have this much vitamin A and this much vitamin D and C and all the things. Right. And then I, so I got the degree and I just applied for just about anything, any position I could get, get, I applied for. The one I got, the one I said yes to was for an assistant in the chiropractic office. Now I had this much knowledge about chiropractic, none, zero zilch, nothing. I had no idea what wow. a chiropractor was, let alone functional medicine. And so I don't know why the man said yes to me, um, but as he tells me that his wife basically said, no, you're hiring this girl for some reason. I have a feeling in my gut that this is the one you need to hire. So I got, became his assistant and was introduced to this world of functional medicine. And it's all about finding what's causing health problems. And I'm thinking, why is this not just common medical treatment, figuring right. out what's causing things and helping people get better. So he introduced me to it. And then I had a whole bunch of women start coming in the office saying, telling me about hormone problems and libido and menopause and all the things that us women get to deal with, but they didn't want to tell him because he's a man right. where I could understand. So I finally just said, you know what? 
screw this. I'm just going to go get the expensive piece of paper that allows me to help these women out in the ways that they need help. So I ended up going to chiropractic school in Portland, Oregon. I'm a Utah girl. So I moved away, went to Portland, Oregon. And if I were to do everything over again, I would probably go DO simply because they have more respect. So when people ask me, what do I do? I say, I'm a functional medicine doc. What's that? I help people get to the underlying cause of their health problems. I don't ever say chiropractor because when you hear chiropractor, you think I crack backs and crack necks. I actually haven't okay. owned a chiropractic table in like four years. Before okay, wow. COVID even hit. So I got into the world of chiropractic, functional medicine. Decided with the second child, I was super sick with pregnancy. I'm like, I can't even get myself physically to my office. Why don't I just figure out this world of virtual medicine? And this was back in 2019. So Zoom was not a popular thing then. No. So I just bagged the table, got rid of the office space, went virtual. And then when the door slammed shut on brick and mortar practices in March of 2020, I was prepared because I'd already done the virtual transition. And I like to explain, especially as I help more colleagues now, that you just got to keep doing the work, keep pushing the buttons, keep showing up, keep playing the game, keep thinking bigger because you never know when the cup is going to spill over. You're going to keep filling up that cup with water and all the things that you're doing. And at some point, it's going to spill over and you're going to see the fruits of your labors. And you're going to see them in big ways, but you have to keep pushing until that cup spills over. For me, it was when COVID hit. Now, all of a sudden, Zoom was a cool thing and telehealth is a cool thing. <clears throat> so it really, really was beneficial on for my business. <coughs> and um, March of 2020, I, I mean, my husband was always telling me, you need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast. I, I don't listen to podcasts very often. I didn't. I never even listened to a podcast before I started my own. I bought some book on Amazon that said how to start a podcast. And I launched it in July of 2020. And what my idea was, was I'm going to, I'm going to teach people how to read their own blood work. So that's been my jam on my podcast and, and on my social media feeds and all the, and all the things is I can, I can help you take the blood work you already have from your doctor. Even if you keep getting told your blood work is normal and read it in a much better way. So now mm -hmm. we can figure out what's going on with your health based upon the blood work. There's no muscle guessing. There's no, no muscle testing. There's no guessing. There's no throwing darts at the dartboard, trying to guess if it's your thyroid or this or that. It really gets into so much of the underlying factors that affect our health sitting right there in the blood work we already have. We just have to have the right person reading it. Right. And so that's where my podcast began was I'm going to teach the listeners how to read their own blood work. So they don't have to go on Google. They don't have to, you just, you know, depend upon the doctor. And, and it was shocking to me to realize that so many people don't even have their blood work. It's yours. Go get it. Pull it from your patient portal. So it really, for me, my whole journey was, I just took an action 
I had a thought, I acted upon it. And I'm a really okay. fast action taker. And when you when you take action fast, you you can reach success that much faster. Great. And then you can reach the next level of success and then the next level of success. Success. So if I were to give any advice of my journey and what it's been like over the last I literally five years, I graduated in 2017 from going to a brick and mortar practice to a virtual practice. And now I don't even help patients. I do actually with my book. So if you want to go, if you want to grab the book, um, it's called Why Are My Labs Normal on Amazon. That's how I help now, especially with the podcast and the book and on how you can read your own blood work. But now because of the podcast, it caught ears, attention of my colleagues. And my colleagues were now saying, well, I'm a nutritionist. I'm a health coach. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a naturopath. I'm a, I'm, I'm in this. I've been doing it for, especially for 20 years in the chiropractic world. And now COVID shut everything down. I want to go virtual. I want to have the freedom of going virtual. How do I do that? Right. I'd already navigated. Remember, we're making fast decisions, decisions fast. I'd already navigated out of the brick and mortar into the virtual world. So I had that going for me when COVID hit. And I'd figured out how to read blood work in a better way. So now the chiropractor who's only been adjusting for 20 years can read the blood work and now be able to offer something virtually to a patient across the world that they would have never been able to reach in February of 2020. So take action fast. And then the second idea would be you have no idea where your actions are going to lead you until you take them. Right. Ask five years ago, I would have been, you know, I'm running a chiropractic office, seeing 30 to 40, 50 patients a day, five minute appointments, because that's what we're trained to do. Mm -hmm. I had no idea I would now be consulting my own colleagues, colleagues who have been in the field for 20, 25, 30 years, colleagues who have been nutritionists, and now they get to add in this blood work component. Colleagues who have been naturopaths, now they get to add in this blood work component. Like, you never know what your actions are going to lead you unless you take them and you follow it. 100%. Oh, well, I my love story. I love that you take that leap of faith and you're just, you don't have any fear and you're like, I'm oh, going to do you it. have fear. You got to kick it in the passenger seat though. Right. And, exactly. and you just got to be, you don't let you're going to face it. Right. You're just going to face it. Face it Absolutely. and do the things and. You never know. Love it. So where are you at exactly? To I know you already touched on this, but where are you at today? What are the biggest wins with the business and the podcast right now? My podcast has done, has built everything for me. Like I right? said, I, we walked in the beginning of, I just was teaching blood work and I was having conversations with people about their health. And, and I would use a lot of patient examples in the beginning where, um, of course you keep it HIPAA compliant. No, you don't use names or anything, right? So say you have, you have a patient coming in, they have a list of 30 different symptoms. They have a diagnosis of four or five, sometimes seven, 10, or they can't get a diagnosis yet. They feel like crap. And you just figure out, okay, here's what the blood work says. I'm going to use it to get, help this person get healthy. I'm not treating diagnoses. I'm not treating symptoms. I'm treating you as a whole person. And that whole person, we're going to go from unhealthy to healthy. And 
what takes you on that journey is the blood work. So that's what the podcast started off as. And it was me just sharing what I knew. Little redheaded girl from Utah, three years, two years post-graduation, taking a leap into this world that I had no idea what I was doing with podcasting. Um, I used my computer audio for the first two years, year and a half of it. So I didn't have any fancy equipment. I just had a heart who wanted to share this knowledge and wanted to reach more people. So I started the podcast, started off with patient care, got a, a ton. I mean, the podcast, I was going from $60 adjustments to now people were paying me $500 before I had even talked to them. Simply because of what I was talking about on my podcast here. Yeah. Here's 495 bucks for you to read my blood work and send me a video, send me a video, not even meet one-on-one on what my blood work says. And then I would create the plan from there. So this introvert girl who loves the zoom world, yeah, sit in my house, you know, um, it just became this lead generator where I didn't have to do anything else. And I was getting blood work from all over the country, all over the world. I find it so fascinating, you know, how a podcast is such a like lead generating thing, you know, that can grow people's (laughs) machine and that people can grow their businesses with it. So like, it's incredible. Like we never had something like this before. Right. So I honestly think every business owner, every person should have a podcast. If they have not started one, go start one, (laughs) take that leap of faith. Right now Mm -hmm. with your podcast, do you do like, do you do more solos or do you do more interviews or how does that work? It's it's been a transition of a little many. bit of both. I went in the beginning, I didn't have the network. I didn't know I could sort of find people. So it was a lot of me doing podcast right. episodes. And then now it's like I can't even fit a podcast episode in myself because I have so many people reaching out. Like I had I had Terry Walls reach out to me this past week when we recorded an episode together. And really? she's She's big. Like, you know, Terry Walls is. Yeah. She's actually was just speaking up, just speaking about her on my last interview. That's funny. That's funny that she's came up twice now. Yeah. Today in the same day. Yeah. Yeah, So it's it's fun not only to reach an audience and have a lead generation machine, but I know people from all over the world now. I know podcasters in Australia. I know podcasters in Europe. I know radio hosts. I know like the connections are invaluable. And, and for one girl, the girl who always said networking wasn't for me. I was a young mom. I couldn't go to the networking of dinners that are all in the local area. And I had a, I had a, I guess I should say a bigger vision. I didn't want to just be local. I wanted to be in countrywide for one and international for two. So your little local dinners weren't going to be a thing for me. But podcasting is my favorite way to network. When people reach out and like, hey, I would love to connect with you. I don't have time to just quote unquote connect, but I do have time to jump on a podcast and let's record a 20 minute conversation and turn it into an audio content producing, making money, making machine. Right. So to look at it, a podcast is not only lead generation, 
but networking is another huge aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And then the one other, the thing that people don't also, also don't realize about podcasting is that, like I said, I've gone through so many transitions with mine that now I'm like, I've got sponsorships. I've got all the things there. I'm going to start another one and I might start two more actually next year. Um, Love your thinking. Because of how powerful podcasting is. And people will say, well, there's millions of them out there. Here's, this is where I want to, the third component too. People will say to me, Hey, your son's sleeping yet? How the heck do you know that I have a son who doesn't sleep? <laughs> Podcasts. And I, I used to be a big time journaler. I'm not a journaler anymore. I'm an audio journaler. You get it so on, you think on the podcast. Of, you think about it in, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, you can pass down all these audio recordings of you and your life and your voice. Like imagine if your grandparents or your great grandparents had, had a podcast that. that you could listen to. How cool is that? That's incredible. And I've never thought of it that way. You know what? That is yeah. so valuable. Thank it's you like for sharing a, that. It's like journaling your life right? in an audio. And it helps people Absolutely. realize she's just like me. She's a mom and with I a think... filthy, dirty house. And <laughs> if she can do it, I can do it. Anyone can. And the thing is, I think it, you know, especially for your podcast, you know, and how it affects your business is people get to know you. People start to trust you. They hear you. They listen to your podcast. You're consistent on it. Every, you know what I mean? So that is huge because building relationships, like this is a way of doing it. And you don't even have to be necessarily on the zoom with them. You know, they can go and listen to your podcast. They can kind of get to know you a bit more before reaching out or anything like that. And that is so important, you know? Yeah, like I said, I have people paying me 500 bucks. Just I open up my email, boom, another another payment came in. They give me my lab, their labs. It takes me 30 minutes to read a pair of labs and do a do a video on it, send it. it to them. So you really have no idea where it can lead. And not only that, now that I don't work with patients one-on-one, I do more, I help more of my, my colleagues. My podcast has built everything that I do now to where I can go launch a whole entire new business literally in six months and have it be making half a million in six months. And hopefully I'm going to, I'm crossing my fingers. We hit seven figures just within this 12 month time period from January to December this year. And it literally an all organic traffic never ran a single ad. I was just going to ask you that, you know, how do you get this traffic? How do you, how do you go about that? One, the, the podcast to the social media. And I'm a, I really love being a guest on podcasts. It's one of my favorite ways to right. not only connect like with you, but also to drive traffic to my podcast. And, and then just having, having friends just saying, Hey, if you love this episode, tell a friend about it. Right. Share it on your social love media. It. Like everybody it's has their own platforms that we can all as I say, leverage each other's audiences because once someone might resonate with me as I'm a guest on their podcast and someone else might resonate with the host and they get to work with the host and someone else works with. So people, there's plentiful for everybody. A hundred percent. And people will work with you when they resonate with you. So don't, 
I don't want to think about each other as competition. Like we're all in this together. And the more successful you are, the more successful your podcast is, the more successful my podcast is, the more people we reach, the more people we get to help do our thing. And like I said, one person might resonate with you more than me and that's okay. Exactly. That is all right. I, well, I, I really, I'm fascinated with the way you do things and it's incredible to hear about the success, like that's come from just this podcast, like it's changed everything. Right. So I'm really happy to hear all that. Now, what would you say would be your biggest, well, I know we touched on this. Your, one of your biggest focuses, you know, heading that seven figure, um, any other big desires and focus with the podcast for this year? Or before the end of the year, maybe? I'm hosting a huge event in February. This isn't, so this isn't, you know, within the year. That's okay. Within one year, we can go with. Okay, so in February. (laughs) For my colleagues, again, I was doing patient care and minding my own little business, doing the blood work (laughs) with my patients. All of a sudden, I've got colleagues now that I'm working with and who keep asking me, like, when are we going to meet in person? When are we going to meet in person? And I finally just said, okay, fine. I'm going to jump off the cliff and build my wings on the way down. And we, I booked a resort in Orlando, Florida, going down February 20th, 21st, and 22nd of next year. And one of my biggest marketing strategies for getting people into this event is my podcast. And it's other people's podcasts. So I'm trying to find other hosts who will have more of my target audience now that are the practitioners versus the patients because it's all about the practitioners and getting them this to this event. And, and I've really loved, you know, we always hear about our story and, and bringing our story into marketing and telling stories that sell. And, and I've never been good at that. I'm, I think right. like a doctor, we think numerically we think doctor words like latin anatomy words so to be able to take the doctor head and get and remove it and put in the how is everybody gonna understand me now i can tell stories right i don't want to say much much like the back of my hand but much better because i've had lots and lots of practice at it right and when when you tell stories Again, people get to understand you. They get to know and like and trust you. And it just was, I think, more practice. Yeah, exactly. I think like telling your stories and, you know, your why and, and, and being yourself is just huge. And people can resonate with it and relate to it and, and trust you, right? Yeah. And that's so the, important. The podcast has been so big. So with, with the goal of it is I'm going to use it as a big marketing tool for this huge event. And I'm one of those that just likes to, if I get an idea, I'm going to throw it together. Like I had an idea yesterday for a 90 day program where I threw it together yesterday afternoon. We're going to create the landing page tomorrow and it's going to be selling like by Thursday, I'm going to be selling a $6,500 ticket for it. Amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't do that if I didn't have a, an audience that was ready to jump right when they're, they're ready to jump because they know like and trust me from everything that they've heard on the podcast and everything and everywhere else um, but creating that warm audience to where if I want to create something new I create it and people jump and there's that audience 
I like it. Everything that you're doing is incredible. Like it's amazing. Uh, and it's, I'm just so happy the way it's working out for you and, you know, never thinking this would be something that you would actually be doing. It's just crazy how, like, you know, how it turned out. So really happy for you. Not to mention now, when you start one podcast, <laughs> I might have three podcasts next year. You might have, you're going to have I'm going to right have away. three podcasts next year. And it's, yeah. and it's just fun. I get, it is. you get to a point where it's like, I don't, I don't work. I happen to work and happen to, it's fun for me now. Right. And it's you'll, you'll not like you're passionate point. about this now. It makes work fun. Yeah. There's no burnt out. There's no like, oh, I have to go to work today. Right. Well, do you feel like when you connect with people from all over the world, now that you're honestly international, do you feel like, like, you know, every conversation is just like, uplifting and just you know making your job so much much more I guess interesting and fun and like exciting and that's why you have so much more passion with the podcast because you're connecting with people worldwide kind of thing and hearing their stories as well you get to hear their stories from different cultures you get to hear their stories from you know the healthcare space especially alternative healthcare space or the holistic Mm -hmm. so many people do so many different things Right. You get to learn. It's like a crash course on all these modalities that you can use inside your practice with patients and you just learn what someone else is using for the same kind of results. So with your podcast, what would you say, you know, some of the biggest challenges have been and what are the struggles that, you know, you might even be facing still up to date? One, I always think the biggest challenge is broadening the audience making the podcast growing. bigger and better, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> growing. The the second one, when I, when I first started, and, and then everyone has, you have to figure out your own recording strategy. Mm-hmm. I used to record here and there, and someone would you know send me an email and want to become a, a podcast guest or something. And I, I have such a disjumbled calendar. I would forget. And they would email me like, hey, I was supposed to be on your plot. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> so finding, a, figuring out a way to schedule things. And then I've gone from one episode a week, two episodes a week, bounce back and forth. I really like the two episodes a week. I think there's so much value in there. And that's where we're sitting at right now. But to create two episodes a week, that's a lot of content. Right. So what I learned works best for me is during the slow times of the year. So like the July's and the December's and people don't give a crap about their health because July is vacation month and December is holiday month. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where I take a step back from what I'm doing in my practice. It's not so busy, but I create all of my podcast recordings for the next six months within like a four or five day time period. That gives you the time, right? I block off my schedule for a couple of days, each one of those months. And we just get it done and we record. And then I've got everything set up. I can hand everything over to my podcast team for the entire upcoming six month season. It's done. I don't ever have to think about it again until we come back around to the next time. And it works for me. It works so well. People reach out. They want to be a podcast guest. It's September. Okay. Here's my Perfect. December schedule. Get on then. Yeah. And when it's booked, it's booked. And I, 
the other, the other issue I have is I have a hard time saying no. So when people want to be on my as a guest, okay. I had some I hear you lousy interviews. <laughs> well, like, so an hour, but I it's, don't. It's not waste because you get to connect with the individual. So, but to be, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, we struggle with that. Picky. We have, you know what? You got to be picky. You don't have all the time in the world to interview every single person. Like for us, we're very picky. 80% of the people who apply to come on as guests don't come on. Like we only go with about 20%. We go through the minimal viable customer criteria. If they meet that, sure. They they can pick a spot. If they do the application and they meet that, they can pick a spot on the calendar. Um, because, and it's, it's, it's not to be rude. It's not, not nothing personal. It's just, we only have so much time, right? We have a heavy load of people trying to come on as a guest and with who we want on, we want them to meet those, that criteria so that it adds the most value to the audience. It adds value to our business and that's just what we got to do. And so I, I hear what you're saying. You know, there's a lot of people that you kind of got to say no to, but it's, it can be tough at times. Um, and, and you're not alone with that. My, my big problem right now is like right now during this month of October, I have mm -hmm. double dose interviews going out on an episode because I had so many interviews Okay, that I took like two interviews and jammed them into one podcast episode just so I could get them released right. and move on to the next season. So yeah, it's, it's going to change for sure where it's going yeah, to be like, have you requirements. Have you? Exactly. And have you ever thought about like, um, you know, kind of like for people who are coming on interviews, you know, having a specific like dream guest, like this is who's come. This is the only people that are going to come on and that's who I'm targeting. Like that's the targeted people that are going to come on. And that's what I'm going with. Cause I know that's what we do. And that's helped. That's helped a lot for our business and our podcast. No, I haven't. But I think the biggest issue is, is I don't dream big enough. I used to anyways. And I until I've done a lot of internal and mindset work on myself. It was just like, I'm going to just create a podcast with really no intentions behind it besides getting out my message. And then thinking, you know, with this event I'm hosting in February, I've, I've reached out to some pretty big names, some, some yeah. speakers who speak all over the world. And every single one of them said, yes. Like I have my uh, dream lineup for my there event you go. in February. So it's, that it's is one visualizing two having the courage to ask a hundred percent. I didn't have that until now. And you will get that. And I think a lot of people with podcasts are so con not confused, but that's what they're afraid of too. They're, they don't have they, they're not ready. They don't have the courage, but if you already vi visualize it, like it's going to happen, you just got to believe it. And it happens. And that's how podcasts get successful a lot of the time as well. So love it. I'm so excited for you. I'm super excited to hear how the event goes in February. I know that we're running uh, just to the end of the episode here, but before we jump off, um, Kylie, would you mind mentioning, you know, if anyone's wanting to connect with you, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? There's two ways. Grab the book on Amazon. Why Are My Labs Normal by Dr. Kylie Burton. And then come join my podcast, Beyond the Diagnosis, because 
my podcast will be where you hear about the upcoming podcast I'm about to get started on. I love it. Thank you again. It was an absolute pleasure having you on Dr. Kylie Burton. And I hope to get you on again in the future and uh, see how everything's going with the next couple of podcasts you're bringing out because yeah. you're going to do fantastic. I already know it. <laughs> you're a go-getter. So um, a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming and sharing your valuable insight to everyone listening today. Thanks, Brett. You're welcome. You're welcome. Group, if you are listening and liked um, the conversation today, please go and like and subscribe below. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like Dr. Kylie did today uh, for an interview, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to have you as well. And thanks again, Dr. Kylie Burton. Absolute pleasure having you on and everyone else for listening. Thanks. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.